The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello everyone, thanks for your company today. I really appreciate your time and interest. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host Shirley Dalton. The fact that you're here tells me that you're keen on personal development and growth and you have a desire to improve yourself, your business and your life. So congratulations for turning up. Our guest today is located in Toronto, Canada and I just love that we are global. Not only are our guests international, but our listeners as well. And I want to make a special shout out to our listeners in the Philippines, America, Europe, of course, Australia, and today a special hello to listeners in Canada. Our guest today, CEO and founder of Needles, not with an E, Justin Hartsman, is a true entrepreneur. He's a business graduate of the University of Western Ontario in Canada and is an internet visionary that has pioneered markets. He has more than 18 years of startup and exit experience. Previously, he founded the first brokerage for online businesses, and during that time, he brokered $100 million in transactions to to Fortune 1000 companies, private equity firms, family offices, and venture funds. His plethora of experience turning visions into reality makes him a known and respected player in the industry, and there's nothing he loves more than fixing problems. He sees himself as more of a leader and a mentor rather than a boss and creates teams of meticulously picked industry specialists to help achieve his goals. Hello, Justin. Thanks for agreeing to talk with us today. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. That was quite a wonderful introduction. It makes me sound... uh absolutely more fantastic than I am, but thank you for that. (laughs) Well, you are fantastic. We only have fantastic people on our show. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So, Justin, we met just last week in New York at the Ad Tech Expo and conference, and I have to say that was a huge eye-opener for me and for our listeners. We'll most likely share some of the footage we filmed while we were there, but today, Justin, let's talk a little about Ad Tech, why you were there, what you do, what is Needles, and why the name. And then also, let's look at the experience in running a startup, what tips and advice you have about that. So where shall we start? That's a good question. Let's talk about ad tech first. You know, Mm -hmm. that's where we met, and it was wonderful to actually get to meet you in person and get to know more about you and this excellent work that you're doing. And I really, again, thank you for having me on the uh, show today. So ad tech, um, it was our first time there, actually. It was an eye-opener for us as well. We thought it was quite uh, good for us in the way of meeting new potential customers, partners, 
uh, learning more about what's going on in the industry and, and what's happening, uh, the sentiment wasn't always shared by other, by other people in the room, but we really felt it was quite good for us. Um, we met some amazing people, and we've already started working on those partnerships already, so that was a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so for our listeners, when we're talking about ad tech, it's advertising in technology. And I noticed in your bio, Justin, that you were one of the first um, internet brokers. So you, you obviously know a lot about the industry, a lot about internet and um, the advertising in technology. So tell us a little bit about the connection with what um, ad tech is and then brokering because that was something that I learned and I'd really love to share that with our listeners, you know, the, the way the industry is going. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Um my experience merges with the ad tech industry and what we've done over the last 10 years um, in pioneering web brokerage is the fact that there's a lot of boutique-sized websites in the million to $50 million range that get sold to people around the world, whether it's, a, as you said, a private equity firm, fortune company, a portfolio holder. What we're trying to do is create that marketplace for these businesses and a lot of the time, um, you know, probably 30% of the sales that we do are all advertising-based websites, whether a content site that exists out there that traffic drives uh, advertising dollars to them, or it can be an e-commerce site. So what we want to do is ensure that we get the most dollars for that business when selling it. So this was a great opportunity for us to look at all the partner or, and meet and work with the actual partners that we've had for so many years um, and have paid all of our clients in the way of advertising. So it was a really interesting space for us. Um, you know, the brokerage business is usually taken up by private equity firms. They are the ones who push the big dollars to the big notable sales that happened you know, when YouTube sold back in the day. But the reason we got into it was um, we were part of the social network community when MySpace came around and we had sites that were fully based on advertising. So we had um, Yahoo Publisher Network at that time, which doesn't exist any longer, Google AdSense, OpenX, all these different companies would pay us to place ads within our content that we provided for MySpace. And the idea was uh, we went from zero customers to 100,000 per week in a matter of three weeks because things were growing so quickly and so immensely on social media that we had to find a way to monetize what we were providing to others for free. And because there, uh, we grew so quickly within the first three months, we actually had an offer to buy that company. And at that time, there wasn't such thing as an internet broker for these type of deals. They're only much larger deals. So we said, well, there's a gap in this market. That's time for us to get into it. So what we did is we sold that company. Um, and instead of going out and buying these fancy cars and having fun and traveling around the world, we decided to take that money and reinvest it back into buying our competitors. At that time, um, that was very lucrative for us because nine months later, we packaged them up as a group, rolled them into one, and sold that uh, in a very short period of time. From there, we said, well, this internet brokerage business is pretty exciting for us. We can see where it's going. And since then, we've sold hundreds, if not thousands, of websites for people all across the world. So there's always a convergence between the uh, production of a website when it comes to content-based and advertising and the brokerage of selling it down the road. It's a big business that happens online today. So you're talking about selling websites as opposed to selling businesses? 
Uh, well, they are businesses, but with web presences. So they are they are a website or a business that is built as the, with an online as its medium for delivery. Mm. Yeah, I as I said when I went to AdTech, it was a huge eye opener for me. There were stalls in that there that I didn't even understand what they were selling. <laughs> and and one lady I went to and and. Uh, I'm sure she meant to be quite nice about it, but it was actually quite blunt. And she said, well, if we have to explain to you what we do, then you're not our customer. Right, thank you. <laughs> I'll just keep moving. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very blunt. And I think that is a lot of the problem with the advertising community and the ad tech community as a whole. And what we've seen in the past is that um, it's supposed to be blunt. It makes sense for everyone out there, but it isn't. And that's where the gap that we're trying to fill with needles. And it's kind of a good segue, I think. Uh, there's all these amazing technology platforms that work for the big boys out there. And they have the staff and the account managers who can deal with them and use them. But the biggest growing community within the advertising space are micro-advertisers. That's your mom and pop shops. And till this point, there isn't great services or software services like needles that help service that exact customer. And that's what we want to do. And I'll tell you a little stat. I think it's super important to know. There's 50 million small businesses on the Facebook platform alone. And only 3 million of them are advertising this day. That's because it's too hard to do or too expensive to use these other softwares or account management to do it. So that's why we're trying to solve that gap by providing a service that's affordable to anybody at any time, starting at $50 a week budget, something that you couldn't do anywhere else. Because we want to ensure that for someone who's never done it before, even for you and your radio show and for your videos, if you want to go and expand your market and find new listeners, uh, going to that show is an eye-opener, as you said, as you wouldn't understand what they're doing in a booth. We want to avoid that from happening for you in the future when you go and looking at it. So at Needles, what we do is in six simple questions, we understand exactly who it is that you're looking for to advertise, what your product is, and then we do everything on your behalf. So that's creating the ads for you, that's placing them on the networks, then targeting your customer, which we do very uniquely, and I'll talk about that in a second, and then constantly optimizing them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Something that you would expect that you go to a huge agency to do for you, but wouldn't at the size of budget that you have. And targeting is really where we stand out, because what we're using is intent to purchase. So the idea is let's not just put an ad and blanket it out there and hope that someone clicks on it. So let's say you're a dentist and someone's on Facebook or Twitter says, my tooth hurts, what do I do? We want to show an ad for a dentist to that person at that time because they have a need for it. So they'll have the most likely chance of uh, clicking on that ad and converting it to becoming a customer. And I think uh, you know, we can go into that and you can ask me some questions, but a good segue again is that's where the name needles comes from. It's, we're looking for those needles in a social haystack the people that have needs. So it's a double entendre with the name needs and finding needles in a social haystack. And I love that, and finding needles in a haystack. And for me, it, that's uh, I, I can see it's an exciting concept that you can advertise to people who are needing your services, but on the other hand, it's scary that somebody can put something on there and say, hey, I need a dentist, I've got a sore tooth, and whammo, bang, up comes 
an ad for a dentist like the the technology around that the stuff that that for me just blows my mind and I'm sure for a lot of our listeners they're sitting there thinking what you can do that (laughs) absolutely it's first of all let's preface that by saying it's only public content and data that we can look at so anything that you've said to private or you're doing with a with talking to a family member or a friend we can't see that when you're in a group um, that's when we can possibly go in and see it and you're asking other people for advice or on Twitter when it's very public. That's also an option that we can see and use. Okay. Well, let's take a little break here and then when we come back, let's get into um, exactly how people should be doing this and what they should be doing. And I love the fact that you're looking at the small business person because that really is our audience here. And just for our audience, when I was at at ad tech walking around some of the booths there people were talking about companies spending fifty thousand dollars and more a month on advertising and then like justin said you know, we're looking at maybe spending fifty dollars a week and for a lot of us when we spend the money you know go and boost your ad or something like that on facebook and really we've got no clue you know there is no real um return on investment there so or that we can manage so let's take a short break when we come back Justin you can share all of this with our listeners so that we really do feel like we understand what's happening in the industry stay with us we'll be right back Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Are you pursuing your passions in business? Is your purpose integrated into your brand? Are you telling your story? Building a thriving business stems from authentic communication that serves your audience, champions big ideas, and generates big impact. Learn how to grow your business in a more meaningful way by tuning into the Soul Shull Hour with host Francis Leary. It's more than business development, it's soul and inspiration too. Listen live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. And you're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. And today we're talking with CEO of Needles, Justin Hartsman. Now, Justin has been an entrepreneur all his life and he's been in very successful startup businesses and then taken them to exit. And now with his company, Needles, he's helping small business owners to really navigate this social media I'm going to call it phenomenon because we know that we need to be on social media. Um, But if you're anything like me, it's just one more chore, one more chunk of time that I don't really understand and I don't really have time for. So, Justin, give us um, the reasons, you know, why we need to be on the social media and then how can it work for us? Absolutely. Great question. Well, uh, I think the easiest answer and uh, that we can say is it's like shooting fish in a barrel. The people are there. They're looking for your services. Um, they want to be found. So why don't you go to where they are? You wouldn't go out looking for a date uh, at, in, a, in a park with no people in it. You're going to go to a fair that has lots of people. It's the same theory, and we use that in the advertising. You're absolutely right. A lot of individuals and small businesses understand they need to be on social media, uh, and how to do that is very difficult, and we get that. And the idea is we look at it, you should be spending the time doing what you're good at. You know, if you're a plumber, you should be plumbing. If you're baking cakes for weddings, do that. So there's lots of tools and uh, and free options out there to help you do it because really the idea is the options that exist for you today are super hard and they're super expensive. If you go and try and do Facebook advertising yourself, you're going to get to the first question on Facebook and it has 12 possible answers with acronyms and terms that you've never heard of before. How do you choose and do a good job at it? You're going to spend too much money, too much time, and possibly not be successful at it. Or otherwise, you'd go to a typical digital agency where they're going to charge you $3,000 up front and then they want to charge you for doing the creatives and then 25% of your spend. When you are a small business and you want to start small and scale up as you continue to grow, that's really not a good option. So a couple of things that I want to talk about today are um, tips that work very well on social media and ways that you can stand out and look like the big boys out there, but they're free. So there's a couple of tools uh, that I think that you guys should write down and take a look at. One is Canva.com. It is a Photoshop equivalent. It is a very easy-to-use platform in which you can go out and create content for your advertising or to send out organically through your reach. Um, you know, They have, make it super simple. They have temp- templates there. They have options for you to use. Go and use it. Another one is Pixabay.com. That's P-I-X-A-B-A-Y.com. It is a royalty-free site where you can go get pictures and use them for your advertising without having to pay for them. That's another very good one. Uh, The third one that I want to talk about is MailChimp. MailChimp is an amazing tool. Uh, You can send for your first 2,000 users emails for free to them. This is a good way to engage with your current customers and potentially new customers for upselling. We all know that uh, it's more expensive to find a new customer than retain and sell to an old old customer. So we really believe in tools like Canva.com, MailChimp.com, 
and some of the other ones that I talked about today. Uh, I want to talk about one of our one of our customers on our system and just give you an example of how it can work for other people out there and some tips and tricks that we've given them to do a good job. And she's a, a really nice woman. I've spoken to her many times myself. She's a dog walker on the east coast of the United States and she really wanted to uh, increase her business so that she put more dollars in her pocket, find a better place for her to live for the long term and especially helping give back to her grandchildren. So she came onto the system and some of the things were, she said to us was, you know, I don't know much about social media, but I'd love to learn more from you guys. And what we always say to all of our customers are, make a relationship. That's what the first and best thing is to do. Think what the people would love about you and what you're offering to them. Second of all, don't overproduce your ads. You don't have to go out and spend big money on these things. I have someone create it because they're a graphic artist. The reality is this. Kitty cats and butterflies are what sell the best on social media. Those are people, <laughs> people, yeah, I know it's funny to say, but if you think about it, those are the things they expect to see, a picture of a kitty cat, this awesome cake that you just made for uh, your friend's wedding or whatever it may be. They want to see that sort of stuff. So the more it looks natural, the more likely it's going to convert and click and actually work as an advertisement. And that really resonated well for her. She took a picture of her holding uh, one of her favorite dogs and giving them a treat. And this ad has done absolutely amazing for her. So uh, just a positive case study with her is that she started off as her as a dog walker doing 10 walks a week with three different dogs. She actually on our system and paused it after 20 weeks because she's now four dog walkers and they're getting phone calls off the hook where they can't uh, take on any more business. This is the kind of problems that we want to create for these awesome small businesses and she's been forever grateful for what we've done. And that's the idea of just giving these small pieces of tidbits of advice that can help her do a really good job and let her do what she's good at, walking those dogs and not spending her time trying to figure, it, figure out social media advertising spending her time doing what's important to her. And, and I just want to jump in there too. So you're talking about advertising, which is different to posting. You know, when when people, if we're talking about, say, social media in terms of Facebook and people put up a post, but what you're talking about here is actually creating an ad and making the ad look natural? Absolutely. So uh, an ad will allow us to get in front of uh, a wider net of individuals who may need the product where content that is sent out uh, while it has an organic reach and if you do a good job in curating and creating that content using the same methods I just talked about, the same tools that I just talked about, uh, it sometimes doesn't have as great a reach if you don't have that following yet. Mm -hmm. So internet advertising, social media advertising specifically is something that needs to be done and coexist with your organic content creation so they can work together to push your message out there. Um, unfortunately, it's not a world anymore of you create it and they just come. Um, it's very hard to do that and time consuming. So the two in conjunction, the free and the paid, are what really going to help you stand out and do a good job. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I'm guessing then that when we're advertising, we're obviously like we would in any normal adver advertisement, we've got to have a call to action. And so that call to action is either to ring up, to email, to go to a website. And so how do people determine that? Well, that's a good question. It depends what the offer is or what you're trying to 
what you're trying to establish with this new potential customer. We uh, often see people who are specifically just trying to drive sales, so they try to optimize for a buy now situation, but also there's a lot of people who want to teach more about what they're doing, and I think that's a really smart thing. So a learn now call to action also works very well because they hope that they can teach, provide, and give give good information, and that will lead to a long-term relationship and a customer, something they can nurture over a given period of time. So always think about it. It's not always blunt to the point. Sometimes when you build that relationship, as I talked before, they become a lifelong good customer who are going to pass that word along to other people. While it might not be as instant, it is something that certainly is uh, beneficial for the long run. Okay, so and coming back to this um, customer that you had, this little case study. So she was um, walking her dogs and she wanted to grow the business and then what you helped her do was to fine-tune her advertising, which then brought in many more customers and now she's got four dog walkers doing the work for her. So uh, expanded the business and now she's got different problems, but um, not bad problems to have, I say. Yeah, no, those are the good kind of problems that we look for. Those are the ones that really um, we're aiming. You know, it's a, a mantra that we have at our company um, is that if we can help these small businesses, which are part of middle America, middle Canada, the middle class everywhere, we can help grow economies and put dollars back into the local pockets. And we think that's very important to help grow communities. Mm-hmm. And that's why we geared our technology well works for enterprise level. Uh, and we have clients that we do that with. Um, it is mainly focused for that small and medium-sized business. And when we say small, that can be an individual, it can be a micro-advertiser, it can be a entrepreneur, someone who wants to get out there and do it. We want to make it accessible to all those people at all times. And where can they find you? They can find us at needles.com. That's N-E-E-D-L-S dot com. Mm-hmm. And make sure we always give, uh, we, all, we offer uh, coupons for people who are first starting up. Always be asked. Don't be shy. We want to help you get um, to a place where your, your business is booming. Okay, so let's take a, a quick break here because when I when we come back, I really want you to talk then about what it's like to be in a startup business and then you know how you do grow from from being a startup with no customers to then having all of the customers and just talking generally about your experience because you've done that a number of times now successfully. You've started up businesses and then you've been able to exit them. And so for some of our listeners here, we're, we've given them some information hear about how they can grow and expand their business but then what happens when it gets to the point where they they might actually want to sell it so um, listeners stay with us you'll find this out we'll be right back from the boardroom to you voice america business network Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Well, if you're in business, you know that you need to be advertising. But in today's world, where and how do you advertise? And we've been learning today from Justin Hartsman, who's the CEO of Needles. And Justin has been explaining to us about how to use social media and specifically how to advertise in social media. And I just love what you've shared there with us today, Justin. So there's some things that we can do ourselves. And uh, now you've told us exactly what we need to be on the lookout and of course your company can actually help and do it for people but Justin you've also got lots of experience in starting up companies and then running them successfully and then selling them so I'd love to hear more about that Uh, you know for, for some of our audience they may be in the startup mode or they may have been working for a little while and are thinking well What's next for the future? Do I sell this? Do I keep going? So um, tell us a little bit about your experience there and what's important for our listeners. Well, I think that's a great a great topic to talk about. And I always want to start with this. and I want to impress it on everyone who's listening today. It's hard to run a startup, but if it wasn't hard, everyone would be doing it. So that's <laughs> what helps you stand out. You know, that's something that we always talk about. We say here at the company, you know, if it wasn't hard, everyone would be doing it out there. And people hear me say that all the time, but it's so true. Try and do something that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that, stick to your guns. If you have, uh, Don't let people to say no to you. If you know that you want to get there and you want to, you're a visionary and it has been done before, it doesn't mean that it can't be done. It means that someone couldn't have executed it the way that you can or has the same idea that you do. So always, always, always continually on that process and never give up. Those are the two points that I always tell everyone. I'm sure, Shirley, you, you, you have some advice about that as well. Yeah, and um, 
That's right. It reminds me of when I was working with a, the franchise organisation and the chap was talking to me about management, you know, and that's a similar thing with the startups. He said, if it was easy, Shirley, everybody would do it, you know, be complaining and saying, oh, I don't know how to get my team to do this and this. And um, and as a startup, it is difficult. And I know with a lot of the companies that I've worked with in the consultancy um, work that I've done is that people start a business often because they're very good at what they do and then they learn oh hang on a minute there's a bit more to running this business than you know just um, like your case study there walking the dogs you know I'm really good at that I know how to do that that's easy and now suddenly I, it's grown and I've got to put staff on and it, it is hard. Yeah, it, it definitely is. But uh, being hard is also rewarding. So I think it's something that we can all uh, look up to and, and admire in people on how they work hard about it. So to that point, uh, I always like to present a book or a reading topic whenever I speak with people and try and give back. And I think a good one that uh, it took me a little while to get to, and maybe I should have earlier, but I want to share with you guys, it's called The Lean Startup. And it's by Eric Reese, and he's a, a professional, and he's been through it all, and he sold some major businesses. But the book is all about how anybody starting at any level, doing whatever they can, can get to that spot where they're looking for. And it doesn't have to be a billion-dollar company. It doesn't have to be a $500 million company. But it can be one that sustains your family on a $100,000 a year income or whatnot. But the idea of, of this book is that you always have to be iterating and understanding that you're providing the best product for your customers. To go out there, understand that it is working because at the end of the day, if you just feel that it is and you're only on one track, you might be leaving the long tail on the back end and you never want to do that. You want to provide a product that's serviceable and usable, and this is a product or a service, for everyone out there so that you're the, the largest addressable market. Uh, it goes into much more detail, obviously. It has some great case studies and some large companies that you can recognize and understand and see how they went from their original idea pivoting into something brand new that might be along the same lines or totally different to get to where they are because they've adapted, um, they've learned what was most important, and they've done it very quickly. And a big piece of that is um, getting to an MVP that's a minimal viable product. And this is a big thing that I love to talk about. Get it to the market. It doesn't have to be perfect. You're going to have time to iterate and make it great as you get feedback. But make sure it's out there and people can understand and you learn from them. So that's a big thing. If you always are going to wait for it to be perfect, you're never going to get it to the market. And um, you never want to do that. So that's a, that's a huge thing that I want to talk, impress about. I, I don't know about you. Do you have any books that you'd like to recommend to people? Yeah, one of the books that I still recommend is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber because it helps people to understand that you go from being the technician to the manager to the business owner where he coined the phrase working on the business rather than in the business. And for some people that becomes a choice because some people do like to be practitioners. So again, if we take your uh, lady who was walking the dogs, some people just really like to walk the dogs and they're not really interested in running a business. And so you get to a point where you understand that and then you need to make a decision. Am I now going to be working on the business or do I want to be walking the dogs but somebody needs to be working on the business? And 
And I love that you're also helping people there to understand that you don't have to be perfect. You know, and that was another great quote I learned from one of my mentors. He said, Shirley, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. And, uh, and that used to freak me out because I'd like to have everything just so. And I totally agree with you, Justin. If I wait till I'm ready to do things, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, that's absolutely the case. Uh, and it's uh, for a perfectionist, and I, I like to say that I am, it's very hard to let go sometimes. But what's perfect for me not, might be perfect for someone who works with me, but not for the masses that we're trying to get it to. So get it out there, test it, understand if it was as good as you believe it was or something else that works better. It's always an iteration process. And you know that's internal learning, or eternal learning, I should say. Uh, when you stop learning, you stop breathing. You know, you got to get out there and continue bring bring in more knowledge so that you can do better for yourself. You can understand the community around you better, and you can provide better as this owner of this business or this founder of this organization. So those are some some key facts that we like to talk about. One thing that I know we we uh, got to speak about a little bit earlier when we when we met was the trough of sorrow, and I always like to bring that up at this point. Because as a startup founder, and ho um, hope there's lots of other startups that are looking or listening, I should say, or, or planning on getting into this, it's something that has to be understood and super important. And you have to know that you're not alone in this. So trough of sorrow is a term, a Silicon Valley term, which means that you know you're on this eternal high. You're feeling really good. You're getting your product to market. Um, people are liking it, and you're seeing some uptake in it. But then you go out for funding or your sales start dropping a little bit and you start getting those no's or sorry not the right time for me or your product isn't a good match. Um, you know that thousand no's before you get the yes in a, in a funding situation can get you down in this trough where you feel like your product isn't good enough or you're not doing a good enough job as a leader or someone in this as a founder of the startup and that can really get you down but the idea is if you can make sure that you don't get to the bottom of that trough and you understand that uh, if, again, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, you have to go out there and find the right people who believe in you. You as a founder, you as a business owner, and when you find those people who not only like your idea and like your implementation of it, but know that you are the leader and the right person for it, that's when you start getting the yeses and you can come out of that trough of sorrow. So don't think that you're alone. This is a standard problem across the board when it comes to to startups and getting them off the ground. So it's just good to know that there are ups and downs, there are ebbs and flows. We all go through it. The most successful entrepreneurs out there, and founders of these giant companies that we all love to use, they have them. They sometimes don't talk about them, but the good leaders do. Understand that the, the goods come with the bads. As long as you can keep moving forward and taking those positive steps, it's, it's a positive thing. And that reminds me, there's a really great book out called Go For No, and that's G-O-F-O-R-N-O, and it really takes the um, a different approach. Most people think that there's success on one side and failure on the other side, and what this the philosophy here is, is that we actually go through failure before we get to success, and so if you're in sales, most people might say, oh, I want to get three appointments. And so they'll make some phone calls until they get those three appointments. And then once they've made the three appointments, then they, they stop. Whereas Go for No says, well, I'm going to keep going until I get 10 no's. 
and so I keep making the phone call. So I'm not counting the yeses, but I'm actually counting the noes. And so that's another way that people could look at that. If, you, if you're feeling in that trough of sorrow where you're getting no, 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 then be happy about that. And particularly, you might like to set a, a goal for yourself and say, well, I'm going to get 100 noes. And um, you might be surprised at when those yeses come up. That's great advice. I, I like that. I actually haven't heard that. Um, you know, go out for the hundred no's, and when you get that that one yes, it's going to be surprised, and it's going to be one that really helps you, and propels you, and makes you feel good. That's a great. That's a great advice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we were also talking a little bit in the break about when you do um, create a startup, you're talking about doing everything yourself first. And, you know, what's your reasoning for that? I, I agree with it, but I'm interested in your reasons. Great question. Uh, the reality is if you can't do that job yourself or you don't haven't set up a process that works and that you've tested and iterated on, how can you expect to teach your team to do the same thing? So it's super important to try every job at your, at your business, uh, ensure that there's a process, there's a way that you like to do it, ask them for their input, but teach them what's worked for you. You know, I spend 20% of my time doing the same thing that the salespeople on my sales team do so I can learn you know, from our customers what they want, also how we can do a better job to service them. Always a super important piece of the puzzle. Yes, and something that I've found when I've been doing my consulting, Justin, is that the people who do the work, the startup business owners, often do it unconsciously. They, they know why they do things, but often they don't explain that. They just they just do it. And, and they often have trouble unpacking what it is that they know. And so, you know, you'll know why you answer the phone a certain way and you know why you ask a question um, to be able to find out if the person's a good match for your business. And so I think, uh, you know, on top of what you're saying there about doing every job and then being able to explain that to people, often people find difficulty in unpacking it. And if you can give people the why, why do we do this and why do we say that, then they'll understand it a lot easier and then you can delegate it And once you've uh, trained them well enough in that. Absolutely. You know, as I say to everyone, it Titles don't really matter. As a start founder, you can call me the janitor. We've got to pick everything up behind everyone else. You've got to do the jobs that everyone doesn't want to do at the same time. Yes, and that just reminds me too, when we met you at the ad tech and we met some of your team there and Samantha was saying that that's one of the things that she loves about working in your company is that there is the opportunity to get in and do everything and there is the expectation that nobody says, oh, that's not my job. If it needs to be done, you just get in and do it. That's right. That's how you build a company. Everyone has to have the same culture and want the same goal. Okay. Well, we're going to take a short break. Stay listening because when we come back, we're going to wrap this up and Justin is going to share a few more tips and strategies on how you can take your startup business or the current business that you have now and make it even more successful. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. If you are in the sales field or maybe don't even know that you are, you need a plan to be successful. Every day we are engaged in business and don't even realize that it all comes down to sales. We all have something to say and need to motivate others to the same way of thinking. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, is the show that gets you thinking and speaking whatever the product or service. Host Phil Bush will give you the tips you need to succeed. Listen every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back, everyone. Wow, we have really been on a journey this morning with Justin Hartsman, CEO for Needles.com. Justin, we've talked about being in a startup business. We've talked about doing it ourselves and then being able to train people. We've talked about the trough of sorrow and to keep going and to go for no. And we've talked about advertising, which is really where you're at at the moment and particularly in social media. And we've talked about the difference between advertising and content creation. And so we'll come back in a little bit to talk more about what it is that Needles does because you're calling yourself the first robo-agency. So I really want to hear more about that. But I also want to tap into your experience about being able to successfully exit from a business. So what do people need to know in order to have a successful exit? That's a good question, and this could be a whole other hour topic, but I'll try and break it down to a couple key aspects so that people can have some takeaway today. And I think the biggest point that we need to speak about is um, is two points. One is to plan and be organized. When you, it has to start day one that you've uh, that you've created the business. It can't all happen at the end. You have to make sure that you're doing the proper bookkeeping. You're keeping the proper records. That you have the proper contracts in place that are assignable and that um, 
that are able to be extended later in the future. All these things will allow you to be in the best position when it comes down to a due diligence period when that someone's really getting under the hood and understanding what it is that makes that business tick. So uh, those, are, those are the main aspects. And the idea is to talk to a broker early to understand um, what markets are getting the best multiples at what time. So market timing is another big thing. Is ad tech really big right now? Or are e-commerce platforms really big right now? Is it a, um, a local business service that are getting the five times multiple where internet's only getting two this year? So having the knowledge of what is, uh, in the, best, is the best timing to sell your business are the first steps that you're gonna wanna take in that preparation. And to understand that uh, it's not an easy process. Uh, it's hard to sell a business and you have to go find the right person to do it for you and with you. It's a group effort and it's something that you have to spend the time together to do. Does that make sense? Yes, it, it does. And when I was in the franchise organization and the franchises would sell from time to time and it always used to amaze me that people used to spend a lot of their time avoiding paying tax and then get quite upset when it came time to value the business and we'd say, well, you're not showing any income there so you can't really charge much to sell your business. <laughs> they'd, but, but it's making this. I said, yes, but you haven't been keeping your good records and you've been avoiding tax. So um, I love what you're saying there about being planned and organised and starting from day one. Um, love it. Absolutely. And you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? You have to do what is proper so that at the end of the day you can make the most value out of it. Don't look short-sighted for the long-term goal. And plan for those goals. Ensure that you hit those milestones as you keep moving forward. If you continue to do that, you'll get to where you're looking for. Hmm. And I also like the comment that you made there too about the assignable contracts and contracts that are able to be extended into the future and then looking at the time frame for when you actually do want to exit the business. So uh, a lot of people that I found when I've done some systems work with them, they've gotten to the age of retirement and they think, oh, well, this is my retirement savings is the business, let me sell it. But as you say, they haven't really prepared for it and then it becomes this last minute thing. And then the work becomes getting the business actually in order to sell, whereas um, they could have been doing that all the way along. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're hitting the nail right on the head. It's something that um, everyone's looking for and that's the... Well, everyone, I see the majority of people are looking for the succession planning and the exit at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So ensure that you start that on day one and don't just do it uh, on that final day when it's too late. Make sure that you are growing the business and it's at the right time. You haven't let the business plateau or continue to decrease where your valuation becomes less. So it's all about the growth. It's all about market timing and that planning going on. And that's tough. It's, not, it's hard to understand that all the time. But if you go and talk and speak with the right people, they can ensure that they are helping you to do that uh, all the way along and, you know, use them as that resource. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, in the short time that we've got left, I just want to go back to you and your business with needles. And you were saying that the name came from identifying people's needs and then looking, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. So we've talked about advertising on social media, but you actually have some uh, software, if I understand correctly. You, you call yourself a robo-agency. So do you want to explain a little bit more about that, please? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've kind of made note to this all the way along, but what we're doing is providing a software as a service, whether you are that $50 a week budget to advertise or the $500,000 a week budget, we want to ensure that we're bringing those tools to the everybody. And we do that by employing artificial intelligence, natural language processing, and this whole world of data science to the process so that we can take out the human element. The idea is there's very well formulated options that we can use to ensure that your advertising is doing the best. Well, we do have human interaction on a uh, on on each of our accounts to ensure they're working properly and that they get the full service. The idea is we can do it for the masses. And the, when you come to us, we want to ensure again that we allow you to do uh, what you do best, which is your job. So all you have to do is answer six questions with us, and then we do the remainder for you. And that's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week process that never stops. So that's why we call ourselves a robo agency. What you would expect that you went and got from a digital advertising agency that currently exists on the market today, which you probably wouldn't, unfortunately, due to your budget and the size of customer that you would be as a small business, we are doing for you. And you can expect that for anybody that comes onto our system. And because we employ that technology and use the targeting that we talked about before, when someone has a need and says that we are able to get to them and then learn about that market, we're actually doing a much better directed programmatic job that wouldn't exist for you otherwise. So you're really taking a lot of the analysis um out and making it automatic. So where somebody might be looking at their analytics and saying, oh, look, this ad worked or this language worked or we got so many inquiries from this, you're, you're really taking a whole lot of that and doing it with the software. Is that right? That's absolutely the case because it's not uh, an emotional decision that should be driving factor in your advertising decisions. It should be analytically and statistic based um, knowing who you are, who your customers are, what's normal in your industry, what we've seen with other people, all those sort of things taken into consideration, we can do that job automated. And, you know, I've said this before, um, people are, you know, suck. You know, account managers suck. They eat, sleep, they do gross human bodily functions. They're on Facebook a lot of the day. Our systems don't do that. They're constantly watching to ensure that you're getting the best results. And we, all, we do this for a $100 a month service. That's what makes it so accessible and uh, why we're seeing such a splash in the industry right now and we're disrupting uh, the advertising industry for you know digital advertising on social media. Great. Well, we have covered so much today. We've covered advertising. We've, we've covered automation. We've covered startups. We've covered exits. You've given us some tools. I think you've really added to the listeners today to understand what it is to be in the social media and what's possible. And if you're interested to know more, you can go to needles, N-E-E-D-L-S dot com. Well, it's fantastic. I wish we had more time to continue. It's been absolutely wonderful talking with you today, Justin and we've learnt so much. Unfortunately, though, that's all we've got time for today. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. You've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and we've been talking with Needles CEO, Justin Hartsman. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next week, I encourage you to take on Justin's advice so that you too can avoid the trough of sorrow and continue to create your ideal business lifestyle. 
Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 